You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host. And today I have with me Amy Lang. Amy says, talking to your kids about the birds and the bees can be really uncomfortable, and most of us dread the idea of having the talk, but it doesn't have to be this way. Sex advice guru Dan Savage says Amy is a parent's best friend with benefits when it comes to these important conversations. In 2005, when she freaked out about talking to her son, Amy founded Birds and Bees and Kids. She combined her expertise in adult education and her love of sexual health and has helped thousands of parents around the world become their kids' go-to Birds and Bees source. Amy, thank you so much for being with me today. I'm super excited to be with you. Your podcast is so fun. Oh, thank you. I have a blast with it. It is a lot of fun. Well, I love the fact that you took this on, this whole birds and the bees thing. I am fascinated by that. Our family has really been talking a lot about things because my girls are 15 and 17. So we've had some very interesting conversations the last couple of years. Uh huh. But I have to tell you the first time we really talked about it, besides, you know, I'll always answer my girls' questions. But the first time I sat them down to bring things up myself was the day before their first day of sex ed when they were both nine. And I was nervous. I didn't, I was surprised because I talk about anything to anyone. And yet still I was like, this feels significant. I don't want to do this wrong. I have to talk about what they're going to hear at school. I want them to, you know, continue considering our family values. It's just, it's very fraught. <laughs> so good on you for taking it on. Thank you. Thank you. And you, you are not alone. I have so many family practice docs and pediatricians be like, oh God, I can't do this. <laughs> yes. So fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? My son is now 20 and uh-huh. I, you know, I, I don't advertise the fact that I'm just as uncomfortable as any other parent having these conversations the whole time. Like Milo was five when I started and that's the best time to start having the conversations with kids. But I had to like put on my big girl underpants and take <laughs> deep breaths. And like, I know all the things to say. I was very well trained and I had done tons of, you know, sex ed, you know, counseling and pregnancy and birth control counseling and STI counseling and all that. And, and lo- I loved it. And then here I am with my kid and I'm like, yay, I don't know what to say to you. So this feels different. (laughs) So like in my little bio, it's like, she was uncomfortable. It's like, no, I was like uncomfortable the whole time. And I've been uncomfortable. And you know, it's one of those things where even though I know what to say and how to say it and said it, I was never, oh yeah, no problem. And Mm. my kid is very reticent. He's not a talker Mm. and there was not a lot of back and forth. And so the good news is that that made it more challenging for me in some ways. And I also developed a bunch of tricks to get the info into him. Yeah, there's that. I've been married to the same person for a long time (laughs) since 1993. So that means 28 years, right? Wow. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And what what part of the country do you live in? I live in Seattle. I grew up in Ashland, Oregon. I'm a Northwesterner, like on all sides of my family and very deep roots here, which is cool. And I moved from Ashland, which is really small to Seattle when I was 21. And it was bright lights, big city time. And and it was so different than it is now. And it felt kind of dirty, not naughty, dirty, Uh but but just kind of dirty. And 
<laughs> yeah, just to clarify, make everything I talk about is naughty. And that's the other thing. I can make anything naughty. I think is it's that naughty. your superpower? <laughs> it's my superpower. Like there are certain words I can't say without being like <laughs> like a 14-year-old boy. Anyway, yeah, those are some of my things. I love to read. I've been doing yoga every day for the past month. Every day. Wow. That's impressive. I know. I'm very impressed with myself. I can't do anything every day except sleep well, and eat. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, though, uh, I have had a few days where my yoga was um, doing bridge in bed, just one. <laughs> okay. It, that counts, though, man. That counts. It You're like, totally, uh-oh, I'm about totally to fall asleep. Counts. I better do my yoga. <laughs> I exactly. Love it. Exactly. Yeah, that's cute. Well, I you should know that I went to UW. I was there 90 to 94. So I know oh. Seattle a little bit. Yeah. Oh, we were there at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I graduated in 93. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> totally awesome. crazy. Okay, well, let's get to know you a little better with some rapid fire questions. Do you name your cars? Oh, yeah. Lay some names on me. My first car was Molly B. She was a Datsun B210, and she was just fine. My current car, okay, my favorite car is Mimi. Oh. And then now I have Desmond. But <laughs> in between Mimi and Desmond, I had Doug. Doug. What is the silliest thing you have an emotional attachment to? Carrie and I have this, we have this collection. That's my husband. We have this collection of baby stuffed animals, like little stuffed animals. And it started out like he loves crows. So I think I gave him one just as a gift. And then I was Mm -hmm. going on a trip and he stuffed it in my bag. And it was a surprise of baby crow. And then we got baby snow leopard. And then we got baby lion. And then we have baby octopus and baby this. And we have a lot of them. And they're very sweet. And we love them. And it's a little, you know, weird and sentimental. So he, I love it. A little wacky. That's yeah, so cute. a little wacky. And they show up in my, when I travel, they show up in my suitcase. Oh, and where do you store them? They live in a not very respectful sort of crate thing next to the bed. So fun. Okay, what was the worst job you ever had? The worst job I ever had was after I got my degree in women's studies. And I got a job through a temp agency. And I was working for a company that made copies of legal documents. So if somebody's going to trial, then depending on how big the trial is, everybody needs copies of all the discovery or whatever. Oh boy. So Okay, so this is what my job was. Going through, uh, we're talking like a ream of, I'm not exaggerating, we have a ream of photocopies. I had to go through every one and find if there was a page like funky or something got weird or it was on the photocopies wrong. inspecting them. Oh. Uh, uh Uh-huh. And it was- Mind-numbing. Oh, it was mind-numbing. I think I lasted like two weeks. It was terrible. That sounds awful. Okay, that is pretty bad. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share our not-so-fancy moments so the listeners don't feel so alone and to demonstrate what kind of connection we make when we share them. So what do you have for us today? Well, I was thinking about this. I have several not-so-fancy moments, and I kind (laughs) of thought about, you know, considering my work. I have some stories about some sex stuff and dating stuff. So my best not-so-fancy dating story is that I... When I was, I don't know how old it was. I was eight, 19, 18, 19. And my dad played on a soccer team. He played adult soccer. And there was a guy on the team who was just like 22, maybe a little bit older than me. And so he's friends with my dad. 
and he asked me out on a date and I said yes. And the day of the date, I was supposed to meet him somewhere. But an old friend of mine who was uh, really cute and David and I'd known him, you know, my whole life, like since we were babies and he was the, you know, class president and super nice guy, played football until he got injured and couldn't play anymore. Like everybody knew him and I ran into him somewhere and he's like, hey, let's go get a drink later. So what did I do? I went and got a drink later, (laughs) completely stood up. What's his name? (sighs) And I came home and my dad, I think he came to the house to pick me up or or somehow my dad got involved and on a a post-it note on the mirror in the bathroom, it said, what a tangled web we weave when we practice to deceive. <laughs> what a note to get from your dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, uh, I was, I was ashamed. I think, you know, and I didn't like this guy very much. And he was fine. He was just boring. And then, of course, it turns out that David is gay. So oh, that boy. was awesome. So there was no romance going to happen there anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's like my Amy's a bad dater Amy's story. a bad girl. <laughs> yeah, she's mean. she's mean and thoughtless and self-centered and going after the closeted gay guy. You were 19 or 18. Are, we're, we're done at that age. Our wiring's not even complete, you know? Right. One of the things that I always tell my girls, which I did not obey when I was that age, was if, if a guy asks you out and you are not interested in them, just tell him no. Because I went on dates I never had any business being on. And then, you know, because I didn't want to hurt their feelings by saying mm-hmm. no, but then they get their hopes up. So mm-hmm. your dad's buddy was like probably all, you know, showered and shaved and excited about taking this cute girl out. And it, yeah, probably like in retrospect, just say no. And I was terrible. I mean, I went on some bad dates that Ugh. I knew were going nowhere. And you have to turn them down eventually. So you might as well just turn them down immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I got some, yeah, I totally, but I got some really good advice about saying no. My sister-in-law who is super smart and every grown, everybody should know this. So what she told me is that if somebody says, Hey, do you want to go out with me? Or, Hey, do you want to go get a drink? And you really don't, you say maybe. And that way they're prepared to hear no. Oh, interesting. I know. And then, so then when you come back and say, you know what? No, I can't. No, thanks. They already are ready to hear no. Oh, that's fascinating. That's just like when the kindergarten teacher asks you to run the Valentine's Day bake sale, instead of saying yes, like I did, you should say, I'll need to check my schedule and get back with you. And then when mm-hmm. you get back with her and you've gathered your courage to say no, it's easier. Mm-hmm. She's already ready to, yeah, totally. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Well, that's, that's a good life hack. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good hack. It's gotten me out of many uh, circumstance. And I don't want to disappoint people. I think that's pretty common for lots of folks. I don't want to disappoint people. But that guy I did, he was pretty cute. And I did want to kind of go out with him partially because I didn't want to, like he knew my dad and my dad was known around town. And it was probably a pretty big deal for what's his name? It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name? Well, I, I tell you, I have a funny thing. I probably told this on the podcast before, but I went on a date in Seattle when I was in college with a guy. I never did know his name. It was either Kurt or Kirk, but I don't know. Who knows? Never know. I'll never find out because it oh. didn't go well. Oh, that's funny. I never hope it wasn't my name. brother-in-law because my brother-in-law's name is Kirk. We went to a daytime 
Seattle Mariners game and it felt like it lasted an eternity. We had nothing to talk about. I mean, you know, it wasn't his fault or my fault. We just weren't very compatible. When I introduced him to my roommates, I was like, hi guys, this is Kerr. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you never knew his name. I didn't. (laughs) No clue. Oh my God. And that's also a life lesson. You do not go on a first date to a flipping baseball game. Especially the way they were back then. At least now there's a lot more entertainment between, you know, here and there and everywhere. But yeah, it was so boring. And it was the the stadium was empty. It was a daytime game. It was awful. Okay, awful, good. Awful, good to awful. know. Yep. Yep. Good to know. This is good. We're helping everyone who's listening. Yes, we are. These are life lessons to live by. Meanwhile, time goes on, uh, two years, and I moved to Seattle. And at the time, I had long, beautiful red hair. And I'm sitting in a bar with my pal, and we're drinking beer or whatever, and we're chatting. I- I'm sure I'd had more than one beer. <laughs> and Darla and I are just doing our own thing, right? Just hanging out. And so this guy comes up to me. I think he tapped me on the shoulder or something. And I turn around and he says, hey, are you a real redhead? And I just looked at him and I stood up and I was in my not wearing underpants phase and I'm wearing Levi's and I just went floop and I showed him and I said, yes. And he's like, what, 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 what? Darla is crying. She's laughing so hard. And I just buttoned them up, went back to my beer. And I think that I, probably that happened because people had been like asking, you know, like yeah, people are stupid and ask like that, right? And then later he came over and he said, I just got to tell you, that is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. And I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> he has probably never, ever, ever, ever asked anyone that ever, ever, ever. That's hilarious. Was very, very oh funny. my gosh. <laughs> and you know, you know, he has told that story for 30 years. Oh yeah. Oh, you get you, you definitely gave him cocktail party. Yes. 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 You for know sure. he has. So if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, if you've heard know. that story, this is the girl. This is where yeah. it's all started. Yeah, exactly. And I'd love to talk to you and find out how your life turned out since I helped you out there with one of the biggest anecdotes of your life. <laughs> That's right. I could have gotten him through many doors. You are so welcome. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So that was my funny. goal. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you were just being super generous that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just handing mm-hmm. out the funny stories left and right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you have any other not-so-fancy moments before we move on? My next story is about being at the doctor. So I have this rash, and I'm a rashy person, and so I need to see the doctor. I'm at UW, and so I get to go to UW dermatology with the baby doctors and my doctor is lovely (laughs) not baby but you know like young beginning doctors what do we call them Uh, interns and residents and med students and the such I think whatever's beneath the resident or an intern Mm -hmm. anyway he was very new and here's how we know he was new he's asked me about the rash and where is it and you know it's in the crotches of my elbows and it's on my you know on my lower back and then he said is it in your diaper area? <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> Awkward. You know, I'm like. <laughs> that is not a thing. That is not a thing doctors say. I just looked at him and I said. My, my diaper area? Diaper area? 
I, I mean, talk about telling stories forever. I was, I just looked at him and I was thinking, oh, you know, you got a ways to go, bud. Cause if you can't you're gonna, say. You're going to have to find a different way to say that. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I gotta, we, you mm-hmm. got to nip that one in the bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the grown up doc came in and I said, so diaper area. And we got that straightened out. It was it was <laughs> hilarious. This guy needs a talking to. He needs to stop asking people about their diaper area well, when they're well, not yeah. wearing diapers. <laughs> right. Clearly, I had no qualms about saying what the, hello? <laughs> Did you, where's the diaper, bud? Where is the diaper? We're going to need to just call things what they are. This exactly. is medicine. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so that's my first doctor story. And then my most recent, I just had a doctor, I just had a doctor's appointment. And she's looking at my medical records. And she says, so it says here that you've had 85 sexual partners. And I sat there and I went, Oh, wow, really? 85? Is that what you said? Wow. Yes, I know. I had a very busy phase from one month from 18 until 22 when I met my spouse. So just in my defense, one partner for the last 30 years. So I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, I could feel that I was shocked. That's the (laughs) hilarious part. I mean, it doesn't come up. That's not a standard question. I'll tell you why I was there. I have herpes and there is a clinic here, a virology clinic, where they do studies on herpes medication. And so I've been involved in the study. And they have medication now that people who have herpes can take to make them less infectious. And it turns out that I have, sorry, TMI, who cares? Um, Everybody knows I have herpes, maybe not my child, but he won't listen to this. So I have perfect Western blot test blood because I have HSV1 and HSV2. So when people have a herpes test, they compare it to my blood because I'm perfect. (gasps) Wow, check you out. I know. Like I'm going to put that on my bio. (laughs) P.S. Perfect herpes blood. <laughs> Perfect herpes blood for, for the Western blot test. You are I, I, so welcome. That's mine. That is my. You are so welcome. You're right. That is your um, claim to fame. <laughs> that, that and that's why she was at, she was just confirming that and and then again right. I know this. Why am I jaw dropped at my own uh-huh. past behavior? But it just doesn't come up, right? No, it's it's just it's not something that we talk about or think about on the regular at all. You know, I mean, I get I get surprised that at my age because I'm like, I don't know how old am I? Oh my gosh, I'm almost. You know, mm-hmm. you feel like the same old person no matter what your stats are, right? Mm-hmm. So you hear mm-hmm. the stats and you're like, well, wow. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. How'd that happen? Oh my gosh. How'd that happen? Amazing. Anyway, so there you go. I'm very private person. I just like to add that. Oh really? I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, are you going to call me tomorrow and go, you can't put any of that up. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I oh, feel like I'm, I'm a public service announcement, right? The more yeah, we're open about for this sure. kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not proud of the fact. Consequences occur and yeah, people yeah. need to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm not proud of the fact that I had sex with 8 million people and, you know, y'all can draw a straight line between that and my work. And <laughs> if we were more open about sexuality and all of that. I, you know, if I'd had more information from my parents and more, and just more self-confidence and I was really yep. confused because I thought all that attention meant that I was worthy. Mm-hmm. And really it just meant that I was easy, that, that 
judgy, awful way to talk about myself. But that meant that I was, you know, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. And then I lucked out because here I am. Right. Yeah, totally you were. Out. It's a validation thing sometimes, and um, you can do a lot of risky things looking for validation. Yep. Totally. For sure. Totally. 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 What have you been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too? Oh, I have some good things. So here's one thing that I have been saying to myself, which has really helped me do stuff. And what I've been asking myself is if I do this thing, like I think I said, I've been doing yoga every day. I'm super proud of myself for that. And, you know, yes, sometimes it's one bridge in the bed. But I ask myself, if I do this, if I do yoga today, will I regret it? Hmm. And the answer is always no. I'm not going to regret that. And so that's something I've been really liking. I feel like it's a kind of a gift to myself to ask that question. And it's Mm -hmm. highly motivating. Today, I actually had a meeting of my business book club, which I really love. And we read one business book a week. We just read Seth Godin, a month, I mean, not a week, God. (laughs) We just read Seth Godin's book, The Practice. And it was meh, but there's always something to learn. And it's just Mm -hmm. nice to have people to bounce ideas off of in that business sense. And so that I really like. Oh, and then the last thing is I made uh, chocolate pudding with fresh raspberries for dessert. Mm, chocolate pudding? Oh, yeah. Pudding's never on my radar, but whenever I eat oh. pudding, I'm like, pudding's good. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend this. But the thing is, the raspberries cannot be cold. They have to be room temperature. They're not oh. flavorful enough. And then I also mm. just tucked in a little extra little chunk of dark chocolate alongside. So mm. that would be my wellness tip. <laughs> Will I regret it? No. I ate nope. dark chocolate and produce. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you get enough raspberries on there, then it counts as a serving of fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's milk in the pudding. So there you go, your calcium. Yeah. Right? That's the dessert that keeps on giving. Wow. Totally. Totally. I love pudding. <laughs> it's such a comfort food. I always forget about it. Mm. Remember yeah. it. Do yourself a favor. Okay. Tell me what topic or upcoming event or mission or project that you're excited about that you have going on right now. I love this question. I am excited about three things. My first thing that I'm excited about is that I'm working on a book of scripts. People always ask me, how do I talk about this? Like, how do I talk about masturbation? How do I talk about sex for pleasure? How do I talk about tampons? Mm -hmm. And so I'm writing a book that is just the blurb. This is what you say about masturbation. And so I give the words and they're like ab- for average age, nine year old. And you are welcome to tweak however you see fit. Sure. And it, and so anyway, I'm working on that and it's fun for me and interesting. Well, my mouth just dropped wide open. I think it's such an awesome idea. I'm big on scripts. Even if you sound a little funny, you mm-hmm. just qualify it and say, I'm a little uncomfortable talking about this. And then you're covered. Yeah. You can sound as weird as you want. I'm very excited about that. So my goal is to have the first draft done by the end of August. So awesome! I got a little work ahead of me. My other thing is that I have a podcast as well. It's called Just Say This, and it's advice column style. So people call, leave me a voicemail, Mm. and then I answer the question on the air. It is um, a lot of swearing. I'm excited because in the fall, I want to do a live version. So people come. 
And they buy a ticket and then they write me their question and then I'm on stage and I read the question and I answer the question. So I'm super excited about that. And then the last thing is that I'm going in the fall, I'm going to start some moms groups. I'm kind of toying with calling it like the mom hive and it's small groups of like 10 moms and we meet every other week for, I don't know, 10 weeks or something. I haven't figured that part of it out yet. And it's by age group. So moms of nine to six year olds and they're beginners with the birds and bees talk and we do the work to get them launched like get their oh, part wow. of talking to kids about sex is you got to get your own poop in a group so getting your yep. poop in a group <laughs> making a plan having little homeworks and so by the time we're done they've started the conversations they're launched they have a plan they're feeling good about it they you know they're clear about their values they have the words and all that those are the three things i'm very excited about this is amazing. You're so creative. Those things are also unique and helpful. Awesome. Woohoo. Yeah, I'm very excited about them. And I have yeah. not been very excited about my work for a while. So it's very oh, good. Oh, isn't it great when you get reinvigorated by a new idea? It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Okay, tell the listeners all the places where they can find you online. All right. Well, since y'all are listening to a podcast, you can find my podcast. It's called Just Say This. All the podcasts get in places. And then my website is birdsandbeesandkids.com and there's access to all the other things there. There's free stuff. I have a blog that goes back uh, 12 years so you can search up anything you need there. And then I also have a, it's called the Birds and Bees Solution Center, which is a one-stop shop for everything you need to talk to your kids about the birds and the bees. It's got curriculum, you know, that's in air quotes, a <laughs> bunch of videos, all kinds of things to help you with the conversation. So, and then, you know, the Facebook and the Instagram and all that stuff. Yes. Okay. I will link to all of that in the show notes. Oh my gosh, Amy, you're such a breath of fresh air. This has been really fun. Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. Well, thank you for trusting me with your listeners. And it's been super fun talking to you too. I think you have a really good thing going here. So I'm excited to share you, you know, regardless of the fact you had me on. Um, So yeah, (laughs) cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. You are awesome. so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast today. If you have a story to tell, email me at notfancy at fancyfreepodcast.com. And also make sure you check out our Fancy Free Shelf Bra loungewear at shelfyshop.com. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. And use the code Fancy Free for free shipping. Have a wonderful week. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look.